This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Alright, Rabotai, those of you who have been following, we have been working on Sfirata Omer every single day, ascending the ladder of growth during Sfirata Omer. We have 49 days that take us from now till Shavuot. The Rashash writes that these days of Sfirat Omer, the Rashash was of Shalom Sharabi, one of the holiest Mekubalim ever since the time of the Arizal, and he writes the following words. I'll read to you verbatim. Pesach v'yamim halalu hem shoresh lechol yemot hashana u'bederech she'adam holech ba movilim oto kol yemot hashana. The way that a person maps out these days of Sfirat Omer, that's how his year is going to look. There was one of the great Sfarim of the Chemdat Yamim that is recently, according to recent research, they found that as Rabbi Al-Ghazi writes in Daf Membet that the Kadmonim write that these days are Ot Umofet, they are a wonder for all year. And if a person is going to increase his Torah learning and mitzvot, then from the beginning to the end of the year, he's going to see bracha, and the opposite is true. That means these days are mesugal. They have a potential of really working on oneself in the realm of Torah. Like the Zohar Kaddish says, that these seven weeks are likened to the seven days that a, um, that a nida counts in order to be purified to her husband. So we are getting married to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So these seven weeks are like the seven days, how we come closer to Hashem. Now, the bal the the mar we already uh, we already mentioned that the that the maral writes that um, that the the that the every single day of Sfirata Omer one could work on the forty eight kinyanim uh, which is acquisitions that the Torah is acquired with and that's brought down in the Mishnah in Pirkei Avot Perek Vav Mishnah Vav. That's why it says Eshet Chayil Chayil is gematria forty-eight because with those with those kinyanim a person is going to acquire Torah. Rav Simcha Zissel from Kelm writes as well that the, all these forty-eight days are supposed to be uh, acquisitions that each person and the la- uh, is supposed to acquire, and the last day of the forty-ninth is supposed to be a review of all forty-eight. Maral says the first day. Is Parnasa, Imen Kemachin Torah. And then you start working on 48. The, the Balei Musr say you start with 48. The last day, you review everything. Either way, you see the principle that we're saying that when a, per, a person works during this time on Kinyanim, on acquiring uh, these Midota Torah. And it says you work on, on Talmud, on, on learning, on listening, on, uh, on, on uh, serving Talmud Chachamim, on having friends, on uh, not not having over excessive pleasure, not having uh, not having excessive sleep. Uh, every single day is another is another midah. Today we're day eighteen in Sfirat Omer, and it comes out the miut sheina, not sleeping too much. Okay, but now, I want to ask you something. All these are tremendous, tremendous kinyanim, tremendous acquisitions that you, you that, that you're supposed to acquire. You're going to tell me. That all you need is one day for each one in order to acquire them. I mean, what's the purpose of spending so much time and investing so much time in these kinyanim 
where it's just like one day you have to work on it. That's, that's the question. You have just one day to work on it. How, how in one day are you able to accomplish all of that? It's a good question. So I want to share with you uh, an answer that I think is very important. And Rav Elia Lopian says this answer. Rav Elia Lopian says like this. I'll read you exactly uh, the, the quote brought down in the Sefer. Chazon Lemoed, page Rishtet. Ma'amar Yud Gimel. He says... Al ha'adam lehishtadel. A person should make an effort. Shelekol apachot. That in the minimum, tielo shayichut le'arbaim v'shmon advarim shatorah niknet b'em. He should have some type of connection to these bidot that the Torah is niknet b'em. Kikach adin bekinyan kesef. Because that is the same thing with buying something for money. Remember, I was recently uh, selling chametz for the community. Uh, and you take all of the community that they put you in charge, they vest you as a proxy to sell chametz to a non-Jew. So we had a non-Jew come in. She actually, uh, we've been selling to her for years. She, uh, she has a, she had a bird on her shoulder actually. She gave it, she had a bird. Either way, we tell her, we have around $800,000 worth of chametz over here. Um, will you acquire it? She doesn't have $800,000 right now. And there's a lot of uh, very expensive Macallans and uh, all types of very expensive whiskey that has to be evaluated over here. But she said, I'll give you $10 as a down payment. And if I want to finish off the acquisition, then I'll pay you in eight days the other $800,000. Now, let's think about it. $10, she already has the chametz. The answer is... By Kenyan, by Kenyanim, by acquisitions, that's how it works. You give a down payment and you already have a connection to the item. Anytime you want to buy a house, you give a down payment, you already are a ba'alim, you already are a little bit of an owner, a shtick owner on this house. So this is Ravel Yolopian says, you're right. Every single day to work on one of the Kenyanim during the Sfirat Omer is a very, very tall order. Every day I'm gonna come, I'm gonna be shalim. I should work on one nida for the whole 48 days. Says Revelia, no, what's gonna happen is that if you already start working on the nida a little bit and you know what it's about, you're, it's like a down payment. You have a shaykhut, you have a connection to it. That's why it's so important. Now let's discuss that a little bit more. These kinyanim that we're working on during the time of Sfirata Omer, it's during the time of the Avelut of the students of Rabbi Akiva. Which I think we should all, you know, every year we speak about that they, that they were not noeg kavod zibazeh. So what happens? They were missing one of the midot that it's written in these 48 uh, midot. Ohevet abiriot. They were supposed to love each other and they didn't. But that's one thing they didn't have. But, uh, you know, they may have 47 else, other midot. Like just because of that, everything fell apart. And on top of that, another question we could ask is that usually the uh, avelut is for 12 months. Every year we're going, we're going over the avelut. Like, isn't that excessive? I want, so I want to tell you the following. I want to tell you the following. There was a story in the Gemara in Masechet Sanhedrin, Dav Samechet Amudbet, when Rabbi Eliezer Hashemuti, Rabbi Eliezer was Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkinus, died. So 
the students were very sad. Now, who is Rabbi Lazar ben Horkinus? He was posek against all of the Chachamim. He was a genius. And he had psakim that were not mainstream. And the Chachamim put him in excommunication. It was very sad, but he was, he was put in excommunication. It's the whole story that he says, if I'm right, you're going to see the stream's going to go this way. The, 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 the walls are going to bend over. But the, and the halacha said, like Rabbi Yezer, what else from Bina Shamaim, the batko came out. Still, the halacha's not like him. And, and, and they put him in cherem because it was dangerous for the fabric of Klal Yisrael. Rabbi, Rabbi Lezer died. Rabbi Akiva, listen to this, Rabbi Akiva, who was learning Torah from him, started ripping his skin. He would hit himself until blood poured out of Rabbi Akiva. Now, let me ask you a question. Tosfot asks this question, but it's an obvious question. Doesn't it say in the Torah you shouldn't excessively mourn a, a, a death? The person shouldn't scratch himself and, and make blood pour out. So what was Rabbi Akiva doing? Tosfot says something very important. Tosfot says that what he was doing was that he was, he was being mitzta'er, he was sad, and he was, he was mourning, not on the loss only of Rabbi Eliezer, but he was sad on the chokhmah, on the wisdom that was lost, that could never be retrieved. Let me ask you something. It says that Rabbi Akiva used to, used to be Doresh, every single tag in the letters of the Torah. You know what tagim are? If you open up, if you open up the Sefer Torah, you'll see that there's crowns on certain letters. Shatnets, Gats. Shin, Ayin, Tet, Nun, Zayin, Gimel, Tzadi, So, Tzadi. There's crowns on each one. Rabbi Akiva knew how to be Doresh every single one of those crowns. Every single one of those crowns. Nobody knows that nowadays. Nobody. What happened? Where did that Chochmah go? The answer is, Rav Chaskel Abramsky says, it went with the students of Rabbi Akiva. So we're mourning on that tremendous loss of Torah that we don't have. That we're able to mourn till today. Now what happened? What happened? Just because of one Midah? The answer is like this, is that the Midot you have to have a connection to. So all of these 48 students, all, these, all of these students, each one of them had a little bit. And as long as they were connected to each other, they all had connection to these midot. But the glue that held them together is ohevet abriyot. They loved the, they were supposed to love each other. And when that fell apart, everything fell. So that explains the Sefer Chazon Moed. That's what happened. Why during this time we work specifically on these midot? Because it could be that I don't have the midah fully and you don't have. But if I have a connection to the midah, then you have the connection to the Midah, and each one of us excels in another Midah, I think that what happens over here then, is that we all complete each other. And when we all complete each other, we could get, we could, we could get the high heights. So, these Midot, I think, is a tremendous exercise for us if we want to reach levels of Torah. Every day, we work on a Midah. And it's very easy. If you want, you could follow my, uh, my, uh, my recordings that I do. I, they're on Torah anytime that, that every single day it's on another Midah. So for example, yesterday was the Midah of not having excessive, uh, excessive pleasures. Today is not having excessive sleep. Tomorrow is gonna be, um, not having excessive speaking. Miut Sicha. Not, not always speaking so much. And, and, uh, and the, the day after is gonna be not overly joking all the time. Each one of them is an important aspect. We might not reach the level that we're supposed to, but we have connection to them. 
And if we do that, then we're entering Shavuot having a Kinyan, having an acquisition on these things. And just like an acquisition, it's not enough just, uh, just, uh, you know, just learning Torah. You have to have the Torah becomes yours. And the way to have Torah becomes yours is there are certain, uh, there are certain, uh, there are certain recipes how to do it. You know, there was one time this big, big Tamid Chacham that had massive Chidushim, but he wasn't a big Yerushalayim. So they asked the Chazunish, like, what's Pshat? Like, he's such a big Tamid Chacham. He has so many Chidushim. Chazunish says, look at every one of his Chidushim, you'll see they're not true. They might be fancy, they might be brilliant, but they're not true. Because that's how it works in Torah. It's the special siyata dishmaya that the Torah is to be yours, then the Torah will rev- the Torah is yours, then the Torah will reveal itself to you. It's not a science, and that's what and that's and that's really uh, the, the lesson that we have to learn about these memberet kinyanim. So bezrat Hashem. Rab Aaron Cutler says in the name of Rab Chaim, just like these Memchet Kinyanim, if you're gonna miss them, if you're gonna be missing, you're gonna, you're gonna be losing out Torah, even though you could be learning Torah, but you're not gonna have a Kinyan in a Torah. The same thing too, that's how we should approach it. And Emir Tashem, with that, we'll enter Shavuot properly. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.